Welcome to the Money Shot Sports Podcast. USC, what happened? They now going to go over the big upset loss that USC took in the Pac-12 championship game yesterday against Utah. And conference championship game weekend is today. We're going to go over the big matchups and what to watch for. Folks, your NFL Week 13 guide and schedule for tomorrow. It's all coming up next here on the Money Shot Sports Podcast. Hey, Peter. How's it going, man? Oh, uh, you know, man, doing well. Good, man. Good. Gonna go ahead and get started here. I pull this up here. All right. <clears throat> He's Nathan Sheridan. I'm Deontay Pete. This is the Money Shot Sports Podcast. Hope everyone's had a great week and uh, had a, I guess it's December finally now, Nate, and we're, you know, 23, 23 days, 22 days until Christmas. Yeah. Excited? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I have two weeks off at the end of the year, so I'm sort of hyped about that. But uh, I just, you know, the holidays never hit like they used to, man. Like back in the day, it used to hit. Now I'm just like being grown up. I'm like, it's just it's Christmas. Like, oh, go see family and then chill pretty much the whole time. It's just, I don't know. I can't explain it. Well, yeah, you make a good point because like you said, the the holidays do hit different you know, as you get older because now it seems as if like this year it didn't even feel like Thanksgiving happened and now it doesn't feel like it's actually Christmas. I don't see too many Christmas decorations around and you know we don't I, I think we're really the pleats not having Christmas spirit or having a Christmas feel is that you know we're so used to having snow and we we've had a decent stretch of sunny weather. It's been kind of warm kind of cold but you know we've been back and forth so I I think I think like you said as you get older you just kind of like hey here we are and it's it's Christmas so yeah but we're gonna get past that and hopefully it comes soon and we're able to get to the holiday season your chance to win two tickets folks to Indiana Pacers Versus the Brooklyn Nets, Saturday, December 10th at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Give away two tickets. And how to win is you have to answer this trivia question. And we're going we're gonna to go ahead and post it. And if you can give us the right answer, you'll win two tickets to Indiana Pacers versus the Brooklyn Nets. Courtesy of the Money Shot Sports Podcast. Yay. Nate. Yeah, what up? Oh, can you hear me? I didn't know what happened. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. So. Bear Bryant was the head coach 
teams. Bear Bryant. You don't have to answer that question now. We'll get that answered later. We're going to go ahead and post that. But Bear Bryant was the head coach of how many football teams, college football teams? We're looking for that answer. How many, how many teams and, uh, and who did he coach for? So your chance to win Pacers tickets, Pacers versus the Brooklyn Nets. If you're in central Indiana, uh, Saturday, December 10th at 7 p.m. at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. So, Nate, as we dive in here into the show, the, the biggest thing was is the college football playoff is now shaping up to be in favor for Ohio State to make it in into that fourth spot. We saw last night that USC got completely dominated by, by Utah, and it was – at first, it was back and forth football. It seemed like USC looked like they had an early advantage. They were up seventeen to ten. Cam Cam Rising and the Utah Utes were able to storm back, and they took the lead and and they 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 held it from there. So that was a a key victory for for Utah as they win the Pac twelve championship game. For USC, they fall out of the playoffs momentarily. And they lost. They lost forty-seven to twenty-four in Las Vegas last night at Allegiant Stadium. So Nate, walk me through here. So, assuming that everything aligns right. So right now, as it sits, you just have Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC, and then your five and six are Ohio State and Alabama. Alabama has two losses, and their two losses come to Texas A and M. And a loss to, uh, and a loss to LSU. So, assuming that Alabama Nate is able to, give me one second here. Sorry, I'm having technical difficulty. Make sure I got that right. Excuse me. Alabama's loss came to Tennessee and LSU. So, LSU losses in overtime, and they lost to. They lost to Tennessee by three points on the road. So, Nate, you look at Alabama's schedule and who they played. So, week one, they beat Utah State 55 nothing. Week two, they were able to beat Texas 20-19. They played UL Monroe, and they beat UL Monroe 20, or 63-7. to Beat Vanderbilt 55-3. to They beat Arkansas 49-26, to and Arkansas was ranked 20th at the time. They beat Texas A&M by four. Lost to Tennessee, as we just mentioned. They beat Mississippi State, who was ranked 24th, 30-6. Lost to LSU, who was ranked 10th in college football in overtime. They then defeated Ole Miss by a touchdown, and Ole Miss was ranked 11th. Then they go on to beat Austin P 34-0, and then they beat Auburn 49-27. So, Nate, I, I, again, the the, the – the scenario works like this, and this is what I've heard. So with the USC loss, the committee has to look closely at, okay, Ohio State. Okay, The committee loves the fact that Ohio State has a ranked win against a ranked opponent outside of their conference, and that was Notre Dame week one. Notre Dame was ranked fifth in college football. They were able to secure that win. They were able to also secure a win against Penn State. So there you have two ranked teams that they defeated within their conference. And their margin of victory 
has been pretty good this year uh, against against in conference opponents and non conference opponents. So, a one loss Ohio State team, Nate, versus a two loss Alabama team that has been able to have the margin of victories, but haven't really played as I just read off some of their non-conference games. I mean, their first game of the year was against Utah State, and they played UL Monroe. So I get it. You know, these Power 5 teams are going to have their weak non-conference schedules. I mean, look at look at Michigan. Michigan played Connecticut. They played Hawaii, and then they played uh, – um, I think they played University of Ohio or Toledo. I, I couldn't remember. But, but you go back and you look at this. Right, so though Ohio State didn't win, they they didn't get the win against Michigan last weekend. But you also have to look at the fact that, as I mentioned earlier, the margin of victory, who they've played, and that that Notre Dame game is going to come into uh, factor. So, assuming that TCU were to lose today, Nate, TCU holds a third spot. Do you think that if TCU loses by a touchdown or two, that they still remain in that spot? Or do you think that Ohio State takes that four spot, TCU takes the three spot, and then you still have Michigan and and Georgia? Or if TCU loses big, that TCU drops down, Ohio State moves up, and and Alabama moves up. Walk me through your scenarios and how you think that's going to play out. So, you know, first off, USC, what happened? Uh, <laughs> oh, my. Like, come on. Like, I like the Utes, and I, I was just cheering for USC, and I was like, man, I'm so happy, and then they failed. So here's what I think. If TCU loses today, no matter the margin of loss, they're out. They're going to drop. They're in. Their schedule isn't very good. Like I said, they're the Cincinnati Bearcats of last year. They're undefeated. They have to stay undefeated to stay in. If they lose, Ohio State will move up, and I believe Alabama will move up. And I don't – I don't know, man. I think Ohio State's going to be the one to move up, but honestly, I think I'd rather see Alabama be fourth if TCU does win just because Alabama stepped it up, and after Michigan embarrassed Ohio State, I, I just don't want to see it again. But – uh yeah, so my prediction is pretty simple. I think Georgia is number one. I think they don't lose their title game. Uh Michigan is going to dominate Purdue. I hear I've heard fans say, Oh, Purdue's gonna put it on them. I'm like, No. <laughs> no, they're not. This that's not ha- it could happen. Listen, Purdue is always a scrappy underdog who always is in the games with top-ranked opponents. I mean, like you said, like, two weeks ago, they beat Ohio State, what, two years ago in, like, one of the biggest upsets? Yeah, but, at, at Purdue. Yeah, and see, that that was a big upset. And, that, see, that's what I could see is Purdue, they could put up a fight, but I think Michigan is just going to come in and they're going to put it on them. I think TCU wins. I think they're going to stay undefeated, so they'll be third. It's just a question of that four spot that you were talking about. And with that one loss to Michigan, it really doesn't – I think they'll put Ohio State in because Alabama does have two losses. See, losing to Tennessee is – and I understand Tennessee has fallen, but 
at the time, they were playing like one of the top two teams in the whole nation. And Hayden Hooker was balling out, and then Hayden Hooker got hurt, and they've been going downhill ever since. But the other loss to Texas A&M, now that's – Texas was, A&M's always was, a competitive – uh, Sorry, it was – it was the loss to LSU that they had, not Texas A&M. That's oh, why, that's why oh, I made a yeah. mistake. So. Oh, okay, yeah. So, LSU is competitive too, but you just saw them last week. They got boot stomped. So, I don't know. It's going to be Ohio State at four probably. USC is going to drop to like eighth or something like that, six to eight. And, yeah, that's my prediction. I There's not really many scenarios that I could go through. Like, it's pretty simple. It's like, TCU loses, they're out. Ohio State's prop is going in. Like they probably will, unless the committee just completely loves Nick Saban and wants Nick Saban in there because of the SEC. Because I think the SEC is a lot more competitive than the Big Ten right now. But that's all I have to say about that. So you bring up a good point because if if TCU loses, if TCU gets destroyed by Kansas State today in the in the uh, Big Twelve Championship game. This will be the first time ever in the college football playoff era that if Alabama makes it, it would be the first time a two loss team would make the college football playoffs. Now, this same situation happened three years ago. You had Ohio State was Ohio State was sitting at the the sixth spot and and Alabama was at the fourth spot or at excuse me Alabama was at the sixth or Ohio State was at the sixth spot Alabama was at the fifth spot so Ohio State had already had two losses and that was the year they got beat by Purdue excuse me that was the year excuse me that was the year they lost to they lost to Iowa they lost they lost a big game to Iowa at Iowa so they lost to Iowa, and then they lost to – I think that was the year they got beat by Oklahoma. So, let's let's throw that aside for a second. So, Ohio State was very close that year to making the, making the college football playoff. Obviously, that's never happened. It's always – it's either been a one-loss team or undefeated team. So, I think history would be made if, if Kansas State were able to – if Kansas State were to dominate against uh, TCU today and, and – Who's to say you have Ohio State? You have, you have you have two SEC teams and you have two Big Ten teams. So, but here's the scenario, Nate. If I heard something that if if Ohio State if Ohio State gets in, they will likely play against Georgia in that in that semifinal game. Yep, and if if it's if it's the other way around, if Kansas State wins, then it would be Ohio State playing against Michigan. So for Ohio State, obviously you want to get your revenge. You want to get revenge on. You want to get some revenge on Michigan, but you also have to be alerted about, okay, well, maybe we have to have another test. Maybe we might not be able to play Michigan. Maybe we'll be able to just compete against Georgia. And I don't know if – I'm just I'm just not sure if 
Ohio State could put it on against Georgia. I mean, I just, I just don't, I just don't see that happening. I think that Georgia would be too much for Ohio State, and you know, it would just be a one-sided game in favor of Georgia. Now, of course, we're not there yet, right? We're still, you know, committee, committee still has to say we still have to get through the conference chain. We still have to get through the, the, the SEC championship game today, Georgia versus LSU, and we still have to get through the Big Ten championship game, Purdue versus Michigan. So. And we have to go through the Big 12 championship game today, Kansas State versus versus TCU, as we mentioned. So I I, I think that it's going to be – there's going to be a lot to watch. I think you're going to have to keep your eye on the SEC game and the Big 12 game. So that's that's what that is. So hopefully we'll see what's going on. And conference football – or conference championship weekend – you have the ACC championship game. It's ninth-ranked Clemson and North Carolina. It'll be the American Athletic Championship game, 22nd-ranked USC versus 18th-ranked Tulane. And then, of course, tonight you'll be able to watch second-ranked Purdue versus – or second-ranked Michigan take on Purdue. So, a lot to watch for, and that's football today. And, Nate, I don't know if you've also heard – Deion Sanders is going to be going to go coach up uh, at Colorado, University of Colorado. So, University of Colorado, they were they finished one and ten this year, one and eleven this year. Not the best of seasons, but you know, you you, I wonder, Nate, if this is a right move for for is this a right decision for Deion Sanders? Because you know, you talk about a guy who had success in the NFL, had success as a had success as a as a as a college football coach at Jackson State, went in the SWAT conference this year and going undefeated. I mean, so what's your what's your take on that? Do you think that he you know, you think he's able to take a take what he knows now and bring it to the and bring it to the, the Pac twelve? Yeah, P uh Coach Prime going to Colorado, that's big. You know, before he went to Jackson State, no one really watched Jackson State. No one really thought of Jackson State. Coach Prime went there. A bunch of endorsements went there with him. A bunch of stuff happened, and he's he's gotten the team swagged out. He's brought in that energy that he had when he played. I think this would be a huge move, and Colorado would get so many more recruits near there, especially being near California where most of the top – Recruits come out of like California, Texas, and some near like the East Coast. I think it's a great move. Um, I think it'll translate well. I think he's learned a lot from his time in Jackson State. I bet a lot of his players come with him or if some transfer to that, and I bet they would. I know it's a big step up because his conference isn't like, you know, it isn't like Alabama, SEC, or anything right, like that. Right, 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 right. But I love Coach Prime. He's not afraid to say what he wants. He's, I think that he would bring the energy to that Pac-12. And I think that with uh, USC and UCLA leaving there, Colorado could make a, bun- a big splash. So I love it, and I, I wish him the best. I feel bad for Jackson State, though, because I feel like they're going to go back down into the toilet. But – I don't know, man. I, I'm happy, though. Coach Prime's a good guy. I like him. I liked him as a player. He's tough. And 
he's just a good guy. So go Coach Prime. I don't I don't like the move myself. I think that you know you it, it, it goes and I get it. Like you see some of these college coaches go from you know like Manny, Manny Diaz. He 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 was the coach. He was the coach down at uh he he was a coach down in up in Oregon, and then he ended up you know switching to uh, Miami University of Miami. So that's just I guess when you go from one Division One school, like a big Division One school, a Power Five Division One school, to another Power Five Division One school, matter too much versus going from an FCS to FBS. So you're talking Jackson State, HBCU, um, you know. I I think that they, they they've had a lot of success, and there are a lot of people who hate on Coach Prime because he's 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 dominated that conference. And as he said, you know Alabama Alabama State in a, in a game earlier this season, the coach said the the coach didn't shake his hand. He was just like, you know, why? And so he said, you know, I'm I'm swag. You know, Deion Sanders isn't swag. That's the name of the conference, the Southwest Athletic Conference. But, or, yeah. So, that's what you have to keep in mind, be mindful of. And, uh, I don't know. I, I don't like the move myself. I just think that it's – I think it's too high right now that if he goes to Colorado, bigger school, bigger competition. And who knows? He, he could be successful. He could – he could go out there and Colorado makes a bowl game. Who knows? They they could win seven, eight games this first year there. Who we, we just don't know. But I, I I like him staying at Jackson State. I like him winning I like him winning the SWAC every year. But again, that happens in coaching. You see it all the time. That's just what that is. So um we're gonna turn our attention to the NFL, Nate. And it's week week thirteen, and playoff race is alive. Teams that are on the outside looking in, teams that are on the inside currently holding spots. So we'll go over our schedule and predictions for tomorrow. Nate, it'll be the Pittsburgh Steelers four and seven traveling to Atlanta to take on the five and seven Falcons. So. They, I think the Steelers team is improving, though they are where they are record record wise. But I've seen I I went to that Monday night game and Kenny Pickett has gone three three games without throwing a without throwing a uh, interception. So I guess you have to look at that as a positive. The run game is getting better. Scored a touchdown. Benny Snell was able to score a touchdown last week or on Monday night and. You know, they're getting the wide receivers involved more. Uh, George Pickens is – George Pickens looks like he's the number one wide receiver in the offense right now. Deontay Johnson, his production's gone down a little bit or significantly. But defensively, they're still – I mean, they're still getting better. They're still missing pieces. They're finding their identity, and I think they're going to – I think it's they're, they're still going to take time to get there. Um, I, I, I like – I, I like the Falcons, not in this matchup, but I, I, I like what the Falcons have and who they have. And 
you know, you talk about you begin to talk about Marcus Mariota, a guy who, who's who's had significant years of experience in this league and and has played the game long enough to know, okay, like he schematically, he knows what he's doing. He's a good runner. He can throw the ball. They got Cordell Patterson, who's who's known for being a one of the best uh, return specialists in, in in football. So right now, so they we look at this matchup, and again, both teams. I guess I guess for the Falcons, they're still trying to fight for that that spot there in the NFC South, and that NFC South is not strong this year at all. We saw that the uh, the excuse me the Buccaneers fell to the the Browns last week in overtime. So the Buccaneers are five and six on the year and it's it's not looking pretty. And I, I think that I I think ideally, you know, you're you're gonna have a division where the a team that wins nine games is gonna win this is gonna win this division and make it make it into the playoffs. For Pittsburgh they don't have much, so they don't have anything to lose. I mean, they can go out there and they they played their best last week. They beat the Colts by a touchdown, and they put up twenty four. So they their point margins per game is going up uh, per game. So I, I think that I think that's a that's a plus a win in, a win in that column. They were able to they were able to limit Jonathan Taylor, and I mean everything just looked well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last week against Indianapolis, Nate. As going back to this matchup, I, I like I like Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh brings the heat. I think they bring the pressure. Um, I, I, I think they're. I think T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith. I think that defense is going to be a little too much for for Marcus Mariota. So I'm taking Pittsburgh in this matchup. I, I think they need the dub there. I think Pete, this is going to be a pretty good game. Uh, it's going to be conservative run first football with the Steelers and a. Uh, Swarm on a defense, and the other offense is West Coast-like with Marcus Mariota being very agile and quick, willing to run out of the pocket. You know, last week when the Steelers played the Colts, I mean, you guys played pretty well, and it was pretty close, though, and you you and the Colts or the Steelers and Colts are pretty similar in what they do, and I – I think that this offense, with Mariota being able to get out of the pocket, that favors the Falcons a little bit in this matchup. I like Calvin – or not Calvin, really. Uh, Cordell Patterson and Drake London and Mariota. And, you know, I like Kyle Pitts, but, man, Kyle Pitts is the biggest question mark right now. Like, that man has fallen to – Well, he's fallen he's, bad. He's, he's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, see. And that could be a big factor in this, but – I don't know, man. Atlanta, I think they're still fighting for the to win their division, man. So, like, I'm taking the Falcons for the fact that I think that they'll be up there competing with the Bucks, but they're also one of the teams that probably needs to tank. and And I hate to say that, get a quarterback. I don't think Mariota's the answer. He's he's fine for now, but you have a young Drake London. You'll have Pitts back next year. You have Cordero Patterson probably for another two to three years because he's up there with age. But you need to get down there to get one of the quarterbacks and maybe one to fall to him. Maybe they get the TCU guy or depending on what kind of offense they really want to run. But, yeah, for this matchup, as bad as Atlanta's defense can be, I think that Pickett will struggle somehow in this matchup. So 
I'm going to take Atlanta, Pete. Wow. Nate's taking Atlanta. You know, and that's – sorry, I was just drinking some water. <laughs> um, and that's – I mean, I get it. I mean, like, you look at the NFC South. I mean, the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints are literally one game out from being, like, neck and neck in this division. You look at the, the Bucks. like I mentioned, five and six. Lance five and seven. Uh, the Cardinals – or, excuse me, Carolina's four and eight. And, and New Orleans is four and eight. So, Nate, like I said, the team that wins that division is going to have to win at least nine games, eight to nine games. So, Nate's taking the Falcons in the matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Our next game on the schedule, Nate, NFC North matchup, the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears. So, Obviously, we know right now Packers and the Bears are out of contention as we as we speak. So, I, I didn't read any reports. Is is Justin Fields still out another week, or are they going to have uh, Peterman again? Uh, it'll be a game time decision, and it's Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon will probably get the start, as you know, the Bears were able, fell to that fell last week to the New York Jets, and. Again, I mean, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, I mean, this team just looks completely depleted, man. Like, every year that, you know, since Matt LaFleur's first year in this and with the team, they they went 12-3, and 13-3, and three, and always managed to, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't make it to the Super Bowl. They always either, either fell in the division round, they fell in the conference championship round. But that's just what that is. And, you know, I don't know if that just comes with, you know, the – the, the, the schematics of other teams going up against the Packers. I mean, now, like I said, they have nothing to lose. They don't have any wide receivers. They don't – I mean, they, they don't have much of anything right now. But a 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers and, and you know, some decent skill guys. So, I mean, I think this is going to be a good game. I, I think if, if, if Justin Fields gets cleared to play, assuming that he's – Assume that he is. Um, I, I think I think the the Bears win this matchup. If not, then I'm, I'm going to take the Packers. So, as you mentioned, Trevor Simeon will probably get the start. So my I, my prediction in this game will be will be the Packers are going to get that win in Chicago over the Bears. Nate. Yeah, Pete. This is very interesting, and I am not a fan right now of winning with the bears. I want my bears to tank. And I know that doesn't sound like a really good fan, but ladies and gentlemen, the bears need receivers. They need a great receiver, someone who instantly can connect with Justin Fields. See, we have chase Claypool. He hasn't done much since we got him from Pittsburgh. We have Darnell Mooney who's out for the rest of the year. So he's out. So who and we have Amon Ross St. Brown's brother, uh, Quinius St. Brown. He's good. Yeah, yeah, my bad. But he's good, but he's not solid. He's just he's he he's the number maybe a good number three maybe, but with I I read reports that Fields could play, but 
I feel like Ryan Poles just needs to pull the plug for this year because they're like you said, they're we we're already out. What's the point? And we're low. I think we're pretty much almost under Detroit right now, almost. But man, the Packers, you know, last week they lost to the Eagles. And Rodgers left thinking he punctured his lung. He hurt. And he's been playing injured all year. So I don't know why they don't just sit him for the rest of the year. Like, just sit him down like, dude, let's do what's best for the team since they're paying him over $200 million. Sit him down. Pet in Jordan Love because Jordan Love played very well. I know I've talked to a couple people. They're like, oh, future Green Bay Hall of Famer. I've heard them say that before about other quarterbacks. And – it just doesn't happen. I don't – I want to see what Jordan Love can do with Watson and Dobbs and all them. I feel – I think that – I don't know if you heard. There's reports that the Packers could be trading Aaron Rodgers to the uh, Raiders and switching for Derek Carr unless they stick with Jordan Love and just get picks because they want to reunite the Raider Devontae and – uh, Rogers, but for this matchup, Pete, I think the Packers are going to win, especially with Mooney out. I don't trust our offense, and even if Fields does play, he's playing with a bad shoulder, or it's not his throwing shoulder, but he runs so much, he's going to get tear that other shoulder up. So I'm going to take the Packers. I think they're going to just bring it on to the Chicago, and our defense is so bad. I think Rogers will pick it apart. Nate's taking the Packers in the matchup of in the of matchup of the Bears, a a long time division rivalry that dates back I don't know several 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 decades is what it feels like. So, guess I end tomorrow. Nate the the Jacksonville Jaguars four and seven and the Detroit Lions four and seven and you know Nate these are two teams that one day could be could be at the top of 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 their podium. And I think that the for Detroit, that this is a very talented team, a team that almost pulled it away on Thanksgiving against against the against the the Bills. And this this is a, a very athletic, talented, they're well coached. Nate, I, I have so much hope for these Detroit Lions every year since Dan Campbell's been their head coach. But it seems as if they there's several games that they have lost by a touchdown or within six points. So you talk about guys there, you know, they, they were able to get a win last week against a, a talented Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens and just, or excuse me, um, Trevor Lawrence is looking, is looking a lot better than his rookie year. And he's, you know, everything seems to be flowing in a, in a good direction for this team. Now, for for the Lions, of course, we we know who they have. They have two two really solid running backs. They have DeAndre Swift and Jamal Jamal Williams, and I I'm a big fan of Jamal Williams, and I think that he's got 13 touchdowns on the season, and he like he's he's looked past. And for anyone who has him on his fantasy team, and I and I regret this so much because I, I got rid of him early on this year and I figured that he wasn't gonna be a featured back and let long he is. They have a solid group of wide receivers. They they have a a, a good, decent quarterback. Their defense isn't bad. I think they're one or two players away from being a a defense that's gonna be talked about in the next coming in the coming years. 
Nate, playing at home, I like to see this Detroit Lions team secure victory and play all four quarters to get that secured victory. I'm taking the Lions in the matchup over the Jags. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting matchup, Peter. Uh, two growing teams with both or two head coaches that are very skilled, very good at building up young talent and Peterson and Campbell. Um, this is a matchup I think the Jaguars are probably going to pull out. I like Detroit. Like you said, they're tough. And they always put on a fight. I mean, if you watch the Thanksgiving game, Detroit had the Bills on the run till the very end. And we just – I don't know. I Do you trust Jared Goff? I, I'm, I'm not on that boat. Well, and, that's, I know and, the, that's, and that's been the question mark, man. It's just like, I, like how well can you trust Jared Goff as your quarterback? And it's not like he's playing bad football. It's just, you know, he's – his his first couple of years, years when he was with the Rams, I mean he was he was a solid quarterback. He was Jared Goff playing at a high level. Now it's just you know Jared Goff could have you know he, Jared Goff can go out and have three hundred yards passing and 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 three or four touchdowns one week, and then the next week have two hundred twenty yards passing a touchdown and and two interceptions the next week. So it's it's I know not every quarterback in the league is going to have a good game, but when you when you're a, a, a a sought-out quarterback like uh, like Jared Goff, you expect to play at a high level or a, a good level every week. So, but Nate, back to what you were saying about Jared Goff, can you trust him? No, you can't. You know, he's a he's like a Mariota. He can get you – he'd be an awesome backup. Or for a team that's trying to lose, like the Panthers or something that are tanking for quarterbacks – See, the Lions, there's predicted in a mock draft, I've seen it all year, that they want C.J. Stroud. I think that'd be great for C.J. Stroud. I also saw that he could go to the Panthers. I think that he'd be a lot better in Detroit with Amon Ross, St. Brown, Swift, Jamal Williams, and whoever else. You know, they traded Hawkinson away, which I think was stupid, but I understand it because they weren't going to win now, and Hawkinson wanted like $20 million as a tight end. But for this matchup, Peter, I, I like the Jags. I think that Trevor Lawrence is starting to put it, together, or put it together a little bit. They're getting better and better, and a lot of people are pressuring Trevor Lawrence right now. They're like, oh, why is no one talking about how he's not, how he's not winning and he was the number one pick because they always like pick on Zach Wilson and all these other picks. But you got to think, Trevor Lawrence is on the Jaguars. Like, they just got Christian Kirk. They got rid of, oh, God, who's the Detroit wide receiver that's there now? I can't think. Mar- he tore Marvin, his ACL. Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, yeah. And, you know, Zay Jones is doing well. And Travis Etienne's showing out, which is good. See, they got a base. They got the quarterback. They got the running back. And I like Kirk there, but he's a number two. Zay Jones, I think, is a two, a solid number two as well. But for that scheme, he'll probably be a three. They got to get a solid receiver down there. But we'll see. But for this matchup, Peter, I think Jacksonville will beat Detroit because it's Trevor Lawrence versus Goff. Who do you trust? Because both defenses are very raw, and you just got one will be very bad one week, and one will be very good. So I'm going to trust the Jaguars this week, Pete. 
Nate's taking the Jaguars in the matchup at Ford Field in Detroit. Nate, another good matchup that you could watch for. The New York Jets are 7-4 going up against the red-hot 9-2 Minnesota Vikings. Now, obviously, we know the quarterback controversy in, in New York, and it's it's Matt White who got the start last week and that went over over the Bears. And Matt White's only had a couple, probably three or four games in, in the NFL as a starting quarterback, so he's got limited experience. But – I, I like Robert Salah. I think he's a, a, a well-minded coach. He's got a lot of experience. He's a, he's a defensive coach. And I think that this Jets team, if they continue to play at a high level, that this could be the first time they make the playoffs in, and since since the Mark Sanchez era. So, Nate, I, we look at the other side. We look at a, a Vikings team that's number one in that NFC North, a team that's, that could possibly have the number one seed um, depending on how the, the, the Eagles play out the rest of the season. So you have a red-hot Justin Jefferson at wide receiver. You you acquired TJ Hawkinson a few weeks ago. This I, I, I think that you got Dalvin Cook, I mean, uh, and Alexander Madsen, I – I, I think this Vikings team is going to be too much for the Jets, Nate. And I and I, and I could be wrong. I mean, we've seen upsets happen in in NFL before, and who knows? Maybe the Jets the Jets could prove us wrong and 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 come out with an upset win. But I think playing at home, I think the skull the skull environment skull. I think they're gonna. Yeah, I think skull. they're gonna. I think they're going to get that win there at home. I, I, I just don't see the Jets. I just don't see the Jets having much competition in this matchup, Nate. Yeah, I mean, not to say pick, Pete. Uh, you know, as a Bears fan, I'm not very happy that the Vikings are doing as well as they are. But, hey, man, they're good. Justin Jefferson's a beast. I like Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison is very underutilized. I'll be surprised if he's not traded by next season because – he was supposed to be splitting reps, but they're still giving the ball to Dalvin Cook a lot. And Hawkinson was good. Here's a question, though: When is Pete? When is the game tomorrow? What time? Because that's, that's a one o'clock game. Okay. And the reason I ask that, ladies and gentlemen, is because there's three sides of Kirk Cousins. The one o'clock Kirk Cousins is a beast. The four o'clock Kirk Cousins, eh, hit or miss. The primetime Kirk Cousins, <laughs> I would take Mitchell Trubisky over that easily. And I, it's all like – I think Kirk Cousins and them will do well. You know, the Jets beat the Bears last week. But Mike White did very well. But you need to understand the Vikings defense is a lot better than the Bears defense. That offense is full of stars for the Vikings. And – I know Robert Sala has got them boys going, and it seems like they're a lot more hyped with Mike White. And that's good because Zach Wilson looks like a little toddler out there, like throwing a fit because he's not starting. I think Zach Wilson's a bust, Pete. I think he's a bust. That kid was at BYU, and he's just he needs to be humbled. But, yeah, Pete, I'm going to take the Vikings as well in this matchup. I think the offense and the defense combination for the Vikings – will be too overpowering against the Jets and Mike White. I think Mike White, after a game with a film against him, I think they'll shut down Garrett Wilson and them boys. So, yeah, Pete, I'm going to take the Vikings as well. Nate's taking the Vikings in the matchup here 
and at home. And it's funny you say that that you know Kirk Cousins has three different sides to him. So we'll see we'll see how this um this one o'clock plays this one o'clock game plays out well against a a prime time or a four thirty game. So Nate, another another division matchup. It's the Washington Commanders and the, the the New York Giants. And as we talked about, the NFC East is probably one of the more competitive conferences this year. Um, another one of those competitive conferences. And and uh, you talk about the Washington Commanders and and Taylor Heineke. Taylor Taylor Heineke is the the talk of of this of this team. So you know you go back and look at you know their their last I, I guess their last five or six games and. They they've won five of their last won five of their last six games, Nate. So they're they're seven and five, and they're they're looking good. I mean, they come out they were able to come out on top last week against the Falcons. But you know, I I think that for the Giants, I mean, the Giants need to jumpstart this run game again. The Giants the Giants kind of had that identity of they were undefeated, and then Next thing you know, they lose one game, they lose two games. Now, now they're seven and four. They're they're still right there. I mean, they're you know, they're not out completely, but I think there was a little too much hype for this Giants team going going into the year. I think Danny Dimes is playing at a a better level than what he has in the last couple of years. And you got a healthy Saquon Barkley ish, and I, I think that this this offense, this run game, just needs to get jump started. And you get Saquon going early. I, I, it's 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 the Giants' offense looks dangerous now. You know that the question is is how well can the Commanders' defense hold up against Danny Dimes? Well, <laughs> the Commanders' the Commanders' defense is you know they're, they're not a top defense, but they have they have first round talent on their team. You talk about I know he's injured. You talk about a guy like Chase Young who. Who could be activated uh, in within the coming weeks? But uh, Jared, uh, you talk about uh, who, they, who they had at the time, Matt, Matt Ioannidis. So I mean, there's there's so many guys on this team that you could talk about, and and the talent that they've had, the the undrafted talent, the the, the late round talent that they have on this team, and the confidence that they have in Taylor Heineke, the the, the say, hey, you're our quarterback. We trust you to. We trust you in these games. We trust you to go out there and play four quarters and and get us a and get us a dub. We talk about the identity of Taylor Heineke, a guy who was undrafted out of Old Dominion, the the Old Dominion Monarchs, was not highly recruited going into college, and here he is playing the best playing the best football that he's he's had ever. And this is going to be a tough matchup, Nate. I I, I really think that. I really think if the run game is if the Giants run game is if the Giants run game if they're able to break loose and Saquon Barkley is able to have a good game, the Giants are gonna win this ball game. They they lost by a touchdown last week to the to the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. They played really well. They played the Cowboys tough. So I think as long as the Giants are able to run the ball well, they're going to win this ball game. Now, the question is on the other side of the ball is Taylor Heike has good talented wide receivers. He's got Curtis Samuel. He's got yeah, he's he's got uh, Terry McLaurin. He's got a good solid tight end and Logan Thomas. So, 
you know, you, you look at that into you take that into account as well. So they I, I think in this matchup I'm gonna take the Giants only because I think Saquon gets going again. I think they're gonna have a good game. I think Dane Dimes is gonna be on his Dane Dimes is gonna have it's gonna play good ball and that they're that they're essentially just gonna they're they're essentially gonna run the ball all over the, the commanders. So Nate, I'm taking the Giants over the commanders in this matchup. Yeah, Pete, that's that's an interesting pick. I mean, like you said, this game will be very, very tight. It's like two polar opposite teams. But I think that with how good the Washington Commanders defense has been playing, I think like I I'm gonna do the comparison to the Eagles along like four years or five years ago when Wentz was the MVP. Once he got hurt and the backup came in, the locker room lit up. And look at what's happening now. Wentz got hurt. Heineke comes in in the locker room and all the players are hyped. They're on a they're one five out of the last six. They're playing very well. They've beaten good teams. I like Taylor Heineke. I think that they should stick with him after this year as well. If he finishes out with a bunch of wins. But I think with the defense and all those receivers, I don't trust the Giants defense as much as I do the commander's defense. And Danny Dimes, man, he's just he's average. I hate to say it. I mean, he's he's what I would say is what Baker Mayfield is. He's he'd be a good backup. He's just he's not gonna get you over the hump. They're gonna need a quarterback and they also need a receiver, but I do like Saquon. The line's doing pretty well with Brian Dable and what he's done with that team. He's gotten the Giants to where they're fighting every week, which I like. But I think the Giants' heat is starting to cool off and the heat for the uh, commanders with Gibson, Brian Robinson, Logan Thomas, and all them boys. Man, I love money man Taylor Heineke. And I'm cheering for the Washington Redskins, Pete. I want them to win, so I'm going to take the Redskins. Football team. <laughs> my bad. I keep I keep going into my head about the pass. I'm like, yeah, but I'll take the football team. Yeah, the football team. So yeah, Pete, I'll take the football team. It's taking the Washington Commanders and a win over the Giants in division play. Another good matchup you can watch as well. It'll be the uh, it'll be Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans seven and four go up against the Philadelphia Eagles ten and one. Nate, the Eagles still look good, but there's still question marks looming in within that team as far as, you know, I I think that they're gonna find I think eventually they're gonna slow down. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna continue to play at a high level. And I I think teams are starting to figure I think these teams are starting to since watching them and and watching film, I'm sure that these teams are starting to figure out who Jalen Hurts is and and what type of what style of quarterback he truly is. Now, don't get me wrong, Jalen Hurts can throw the football, but he can also run the ball. I think last week against the and last week he had over hundred yards rushing just as a just as a just as a quarterback. So on the other side of the ball, you got a team that's leading their division. You got a team that blew a lead against the Cincinnati Bengals last week. And I I think the Titans are the Titans can still be that team that you can talk about from the COVID year. I think I think the Titans are still a, a team that that is still playing at a high level, though they don't have the the necessary talent that they used to have with with AJ Brown at wide receiver. Now it's Traylon Burks, a rookie out of Arkansas, and you have uh, you, you have a couple of other young guys, and 
Josh Reynolds, who's who's a, a guy who's who's been in the league for a while, and and that's that's just what that is. So I think as long as Derrick Henry is able to have a good game, now schematically the 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 Eagles have a good solid defense. So they're ball hawks. They have talent all over this defense, and you know with with Jordan Davis being out significant time, you have Ndamukong Sue, you have Linval Joseph, and Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox. I mean, you have guys, they have depth up front. So I think that they're going to pressure this, this Titans offensive line, but the Titans do have, the Titans do have a solid offensive line. That's why they're able to run the ball so well with Derrick Henry. So Nate, I I think this is going to be a trap game for the Eagles. As much as I like to see the Eagles win this matchup, I plan at home. Lincoln financial field is a, is a hostile environment. I, I think that they they only beat they only beat the Packers by a touchdown with Jordan Love last week. So I I think that the Titans are able to pick apart Justin or excuse me, Jalen Jalen Hurts. I think that the I think that they're able to schematically um I, I think I think they can figure out a way to get Derrick Henry aside from a tough defense. To get the to get the win here on the road, now I'm taking the Titans over the Eagles. Yeah, that's an interesting one because I think you you're correct on a lot. I think that the way to beat the Eagles is run the ball because even with adding Linval and Adamican Sue, they're pretty good at run stopping, but I they they're still not very good at it without their rookie Jordan Davis, who I. I was hyped for him going to the Eagles. I like Jordan Davis, and, you know, I keep hearing about all their stars and not him. I'm like, he's solid. And ever since he's been out, they've been exposed on defense with that run. So how you beat the Eagles, you need to time manage it. You need to run the ball with Derrick Henry, and you just need to keep the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands. I don't think their defense is good enough, Pete, to stop Jalen Hurts at all. The Titans' defense is not good. So I don't like that because they're playing against Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown, and that O-line's really good. And you have Miles Sanders going off. So this is an interesting one. I think the Eagles will pull it out. I could understand it being a trap game, but unless Derrick Henry goes for like 304 touchdowns or something, I don't trust Tannehill. I don't trust the receivers. I think Burks is okay. Robert Woods, ever since leaving lost, leaving the Rams, he's just not doing very well. But I'm going to take the Eagles this week, Pete. I think it's a safe bet that they'll win this week because the Titans have a lot of holes. But, yeah, Pete, I'll take the Eagles. Nate's taking the Eagles at home over the Titans. Nate, it'll be the, the Denver Broncos, if you would, versus the – the Baltimore Ravens and you kind of heard what happened on the sideline last week with with a few of the uh, a, f- a few of the Broncos players going at it with 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 Russell Wilson and this this Broncos team man you there's so much hype going into the year and it's just like what what's going on what's going on in Denver and it's like you spend 230 million dollars on on Russell Wilson and it's like you know it's it's almost like you pay this guy a lot of money and he underperforms so Nate, I, I don't think there's much to say about this matchup. I, I think clearly the Ravens are going to be the better team in this game, but 
the Broncos have to figure it out. I, I think I think Nathaniel Hackett is could be possibly on the hot seat as his first year as head coach, but we don't know that for sure. We we haven't heard too many rumors about that. So I just I man I I. I want to have so much hope in the, I wanted to have so much hope in the Broncos this year, thinking that the NFC West was going to be super competitive. You know, I, I thought I thought at least the, the Vegas Raiders would be up there, the Chiefs would be on top, and 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 the Chargers are, are playing at a good level right now. But man, it's not looking that way. It's not looking like the predictions that everyone had. So, Nate, safe bet, Baltimore Ravens in this matchup at home. Yeah, Pete, that's that's going to be my pick also, but I'll go into depth about why. As you said, Russell Wilson got into it with one of his D linemen. Uh, he is starting to lose half the locker room. I've read reports he's losing the faith of locker room. So that's not good. Nathaniel Hackett as a coach, no offense, dude. You're, you're a joke. Like, you're one of the worst coaches I've ever seen. You can't time manage anything. You can't hold your team accountable. And what's funny is when you brought up the issue with Russ Wilson, that D lineman, Nathaniel Hackett stood right there and didn't even acknowledge it. He just sort of like started talking to the mic really fast, just trying to get it away from it. So they have a lot of problems in Denver. So, you know, and I understand getting in rapport with the new receivers and everything, but he's coming off as like a diva. He's like become Ciara, his wife. And I hate to say that because I loved Russell Wilson in Seattle because the dude was a baller. But, man, I don't know. Something's wrong in Denver. That defense is being really – they be they're really good. They're still a top-10 defense. But they keep getting to have to play like 30 minutes of the game because Russell Wilson can't do anything. So, yeah, Pete, I think that Lamar Jackson is going to have a stellar game even though the Broncos' defense will probably – certain in them will hold them even – yeah, Pete, I'll take the Ravens. I don't know. <laughs> Broncos country, let's, let's, let's ride, I guess. I guess. I, no. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's over. Like, five more years with Russell Wilson and find the next Drew Locke. I don't know. Baltimore all the way. Let's go, Lamar Jackson. Get your bag. Ravens in the matchup over the Broncos. Nate, it's the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans, and this will be the first time you'll get to see Deshaun Watson this year going up against his former team. And obviously the Browns don't have anything to lose, nor do the Houston Texans. And I I, I, I think that the Browns – Nate, I think that the Browns should be should be a lot better than what they are. And I get it that, you know, you, you can't I, – I guess you can kind of put the blame to the fact that they you wanted you wanted Deshaun Watson at, at the beginning of the season. And I assuming the Browns were assuming that the Browns were gonna have Deshaun Watson from the start, I think that the the Browns, the the Ravens and the Bengals were gonna be true competitors in the AFC North. I think that they were gonna beat up on the Steelers and, and that's just what that was just gonna be. But obviously that's otherwise, and and Jacoby Brissett, of a a veteran quarterback, and it, it just it just hadn't been going well for those guys overall. But you know you get Deshaun Watson back, you hope you hope that he goes out and closes out the season with some wins and 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 what have you. And for the Texans, I mean you're one and nine, you're you're right there as a, a 
top five pick. So I I think ideally you have to look at it as, okay, well, we know that we have Deshaun Watson now. You have to start getting ready for next year. You have to start preparing for the future for if you're the Cleveland Browns. So Nate, I think the Browns are gonna I think the Browns are gonna put it on the Texans. I don't think there's much to talk about in this matchup here. Yeah, Pete. I mean, yeah, I think the Browns will win as well. I feel very, very bad for uh Jacoby Brissett right now. Uh I think that he's done very well leading the Browns this year. You know, there was a lot of speculation because when he started for Indianapolis a long time ago, uh, about like four or three years ago, it, he just – he didn't do very well. But he's he's got the locker room, and with all Deshaun's little off-the-field issues, I'm not a big supporter of him, but I know he's a talented, really talented quarterback. But we haven't seen him in two years. We got to see what he does. I don't know if it's going to be the same to Sean. I don't know because you know Houston is going to be going off. It's going to be the most hostile crowd this weekend. I guarantee it. More hostile than any college game, all of it. There is no way. So I think Deshaun is better than Brissett, but we will have to see. I think the Texans are going downhill. They'll have the number one pick. So, yeah, Pete, I'll take the Browns. I wish Jacoby Brissett was starting, but, yeah, I'll take the Browns. Nate's taking the Browns in the matchup over the Texans at NRG Stadium in Houston. Nate, quickly, it's the it's the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams, and we talk about the Seahawks and kind of where they stand right now, and I think that they've they've kind of fallen back in the in the division race for the NFC West. So, right now, the, the Niners lead that division. And there's no question about that. But the Seahawks, you know, blew blew it in overtime against the Raiders last week. And and Josh Jacobs had a 89-yard touchdown run for the win in overtime. But I think they're able to get redemption here against uh, Bryce Pipkins and the and the depleted Los Angeles Los Angeles Rams. Nate, I'm taking the Seahawks in a matchup here on the road. Yeah, I think this is probably easier than the Browns at Houston game. P. I mean. <laughs> I- the Rams are really good, or not good, my bad. And I like the Seahawks. I like Geno Smith, Lockett, Metcalf, and then boys. They're doing very well with Kenneth Walker as well. Their defense is not very good, but Seattle scores. The Rams, Matthew Stafford's hurt. Cup, out. I think this is the end. I think McVay and Aaron Donald will be done after this year. I think they both retire. Even though I, I don't know. I don't think they're very good. Allen Robinson, like I said, he was overrated after his one season with the Bears, and now he's there and he's not doing anything. The Rams, it's time to blow it up. You went to the Super Bowl, you won it, blow it up. McVay wants to go and do whatever in Hollywood. Aaron Donald's had a great career. He's probably top five of the most dominant defensive players I've ever watched. But, yeah, Pete, I think that – Gino and them boys are going to put it on the Rams. This was a rivalry game. So, yeah, Pete, I'll take the Seahawks. It's taking the Seahawks in a win on the road, a division opponent puts them back. Hopefully puts them back in contention there, depending on what happens with the 49ers and the Dolphins. Speaking of the 49ers and Dolphins, Nate, that's our next game we're going to talk about. The 8-3 eight, eight Dolphins versus the, 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 the 49ers. And, you know, the, you know, I, I was watching TikTok earlier this week, and 
there's so many TikToks about Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. This guy is funny. He's got a he he seems to be very like straightforward, but has a funny personality as as a straightforward guy. It's like he he tries to be funny, but he also tries to be serious at the same time. So like I, I think I, I think I was watching a video of him and they were they they were getting warming up in a game and he said uh he was talking on this quarterback he was talking on his microphone to the to Tua while they were warming up and he was like hey I think George is the best best team in the SEC by the way thank God thank God Tua can't hear me and so you know it's just it's just things like that man I I like I like Mike McDaniel I think he's a as a young as a young head. He's already got a uh, a winning record under his belt. He's going up against a team that he used to be an assistant for, and he talked about how Boza, Joey Boza, would always, uh, whenever he would find, uh, or excuse me, is it is it Joey Joey Boza plays for the Niners? I, I I get the Boza brothers mixed up. They both played at Ohio State. Yeah, so. Nick and Joey. Yeah. Yeah. So he's talking about Boza and how anytime he sees any anytime Boza would see like those hand sanitizer dispensers around the the 49ers locker room, he said he would always do like a, a defensive, a de, like a defensive end move, like a, like a spin move or like a, um, or like a swat and swim. So he said, yeah, anytime he would see those, man, it's like, he would always try to do like a swim move or something whenever he sees those, like he said, you know, he's just a fear, fear, a uh, fearless guy, a guy who's, it, it's funny. I like Mike McDaniel. I, I, I think in this matchup, the Niners are obviously playing at a high level. Both teams are playing at high level. And both teams are fighting for a chance to win their division. And I think that Jimmy G, they were able to get a win last week against the, the Saints. They actually had a shut a win against the Saints, uh, 13-0. But it was an ugly win, but they got it. They got the dub. And this defense continues to play really good. Um, I, I, Nate, I, this is a tough game. And I really, want to, I really want to take the Dolphins in this game. But I just think that the defense, the, I think the Niners' defense is going to be too much for Tua. Uh, so, and, and with that being said, I, I think the, I think the Niners find a way to get it done at home. Yeah, Pete, that's a safe pick, and I, I'm a big fan of the Niners right now. I, I think Jimmy G is playing very well, and I'm very happy that he got his chance to come back. I think that everybody wrote him off just because he's. He's not like Patrick Mahomes. He's not throwing 50-yard deep bombs and all that and being fancy and being the stellar talent. He's just a good conservative quarterback. And hopefully after this year, once Trey Lance comes back and whatever happens with him, that he'll get a job somewhere where he can compete. But, yeah, Pete, I think this matchup is polar opposites. I think the Niners are going to be a run-first team with uh, McCaffrey – and them trying to keep the clock away from the Dolphins' explosive offense. But I don't know if you saw, Raheem Mostert was, like, beefing with the Niners because, you know, he played for them. Yeah, and yeah. And they're beefing on Twitter. And, I mean, it was playful because, you know, he has no real beef with anyone, but he just was just talking or something in an interview and it got taken the wrong way. But I think I'm going to take the Dolphins. I think – that explosive offense, even though they can keep the clock with Waddle and Hill, I and Mostert and all them, I like Tua in this. I think Tua's got great rapport. I think Mike McDaniels is going to get a scheme and they're going to beat the Niners. So, yeah, Pete, I'm taking the Dolphins in this. 
Nate's taking the Dolphins in the matchup over the Niners. I think this is going to be a good game, a game that obviously there's two games we're going to talk about that should should be possible primetime games, but that's that's otherwise. So, Nate, that's a game that I think that should be a primetime game. Another game that I think would be a primetime game is a, is a rematch of the AFC Championship game last year, the Chiefs and the Bengals. So, obviously, we know what happened last year. The Chiefs fell in overtime to Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who end up going to the Super Bowl. Fell to the fell to the Los Los Angeles Rams. So, you know the the Bengals have found have have been been able to win ball games at will, and they say that Jamar Chase is going to be coming back. So they'll get they'll get a their top wide receiver from a year ago back, and it's it's gonna it looks like it's going to be promising for the Bengals. Now, this is going I think this is going to be a high scoring game, Nate. I, I think you're going to see the ball flying everywhere. I, I they're Pat Mahomes is going to put up points. Joe Burrow and this offense is going to put up points, and you, this this looks like it's going to be like a, a thirty to twenty seven ball game. I, I think, I think whatever whatever quarterback, this is going to be one of those games where whoever has the ball last or whoever makes the first turnover is going to win that game. And I I Cincinnati's defense has not looked stellar this year, nor has nor has so much of KC's defense. Now, like I said, both offenses are stellar. Now, talent and speed on both sides. Two teams that have two good – well, one team has a solid tight end, probably one of the best tight ends in the league, and the other team has a, has a solid tight end, Hayden Hurst. But, Nate, this, this game is just there's, – there's question marks, man. Like, this is a two-point favorite Kansas City. The Bengals are playing at home. The – Paul Brown State or Paycor Stadium is going to be rocking. There's going to be a lot of people there. It's a four o'clock game. Cincinnati. We're in December. December football is is crucial. Nate, I'm taking the Bengals in the matchup over the Chiefs. Yeah, babe. Uh, this game is probably going to be the game of the week. It's the rematch of the last AFC Championship game, as you said. I like both offenses. Like you said, their defenses are. I would say that I'd lean to the Bengals more than I would the Chiefs right now. Their defense is a lot better than the Cincinnati or Kansas City, but I don't know. I, with Jamar Chase, you said he's coming back, right? Yeah. Yeah, so with him coming back, I think that he'll be a decoy because he's still coming back. So he's still coming off an injury, so I think he's going to be a decoy. He'll get a couple to like two to five catches, but he's not going to be the main guy. I think they're going to focus – I think the way to beat the Chiefs is time manage and keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes because he is the MVP front runner right now. So use Joe Mixon because they have the best running back in this matchup because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire isn't very – he's okay. He does he can pop for a game, but then he, he won't do anything. And then Pacheco is good, but he's still a rookie. I think that if they can keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands – and force Mahomes to force the ball down to Kelsey and Juju. Because, you know, Nicole Hardman and them, I think they're still pretty banged up too. So I'm also going to take the Bengals. I like Joe Burrow, and I think that if they beat the Chiefs, that they'll probably be the team to beat in the AFC. So, yeah, Pete, I'm going to take the Bengals. It's going to be a good game, Nate. I'm not not discrediting anything that the Chiefs can't do. I just think that – Joe Burrow is going to find a way to get it done again this year. I just, I just think that this is going to be a good matchup. I think 
both teams are going to go out and compete well. It's just – it's going to be a high-scoring affair. But I like – from what I've seen out of the Bengals this year and the fact that they're getting Jamar Chase back, I think it's going to be uh, – it's going to go favor in, the, in their hands. AFC West matchup, the Chargers and the Raiders. Char- the Raiders able to get a win. It was an emotional win last week for the Raiders. And Chargers were able to pull out a win against the Cardinals. Nate, this is going to be – this is a game of two two opponents that – I, I wouldn't say that they hate each other, but this is this is a good matchup between two really good coaches, um, I, two really good quarterbacks, and and a team that has uh, a, a very talented wide receiver, and that's Devontae Adams. So I think as long as quarterback plays good for for one team, I think this team's going to win. I I personally am going to take the Chargers. I just I just don't. I think Keenan Allen is able – I think Keenan Allen is going to break loose this week. And Austin Eckler – Austin Eckler, man, he's 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 a guy to talk about. He's a guy that's been able to put up fantasy points, and, and he's able to do it um, and, and stats alone. So, Nate, I'm taking the Chargers in this matchup over the Raiders. I think the Raiders' offensive line is – they're still young. And I think I, I think that this is going to be a game where they, they aren't able to get it done against the Chargers. So, Nate – Chargers over the Raiders. Yeah, Pete, this is a very interesting matchup. Uh, you know, both teams are at the bottom of their division, and the Chiefs are way ahead. So, you know, like you said earlier, this was supposed to be the big division that was supposed to be like the Broncos, supposed to be top of the division, or they could be. Now they're at the bottom of the NFL. The Chargers are so banged up. There's so much criticism on Justin Herbert right now from uh, Emmanuel Acho. And he's like, yeah, he's not a top five quarterback. He's like top 15. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, he hasn't had Keenan Allen. Mike Williams got hurt. And even with Eckler, like, they've been so hurt. Khalil Mack, who they got from the Bears, he's hurt. Bosa, he's hurt. So, I think that the Raiders and Josh Jacobs are going to get the win here. I think Derek Carr needs to prove something here because that coach for them is possibly on the hot seat. Carr, they're thinking of either trading or releasing at the end of the year, I read. But with Josh Jacobs, last week he ran for 300. That dude's a beast. Devontae's still balling out. I think that Hunter Renfro and them need to step up. And I know Darren Waller's out, but I'm going to take the Raiders in a shootout with them because I think the Raiders have better players on offense. So I'm going to take the Raiders. Nate's taking the Raiders in the matchup here, and I think – Nate, as you mentioned, the Josh Jacobs is is the and to think that the Raiders declined his fifth year off at the beginning of the year and the guy the guy has over eleven hundred yards and nine touchdowns. So I mean, he's playing at a really high level and Devontae Adams nine over I mean just about a thousand yards receiving and ten touchdowns and Derek Carr is playing I think Derek Carr is playing his best football. Yeah, I, I think I think if the Raiders are able to win out or win out and get some help. This could be a team that could possibly make a wild card spot. So then we're gonna talk about our last uh actually we got two more games left. Nate, this is a game that I I don't think should be a primetime game, but though it is, and it's the Indianapolis Colts and the and the Dallas Cowboys and uh on Sunday night. So obviously we know the Colts story. They fell last week to the Pittsburgh Steelers and a team that doesn't have a true identified quarterback, and I don't think Matt Ryan is it. I don't think Matt Ryan 
Matt Ryan, he's, he's still mobile for what he is, but, man, he looks like he panics in the pocket. And that offensive line is – they're still young and they're they're banged up. Now, don't get me wrong. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't get me wrong. Jonathan Taylor, again, you, you talk we, – we begin to talk about him a little bit and what he's been able to do and uh, a big-time threat in, in both the, the pass and the run – and of course, they have they have talented wide receivers, Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman Jr. So, arguably, Nate, this you want to you want to say that you, for Colts fans, you want to take the Colts in this matchup. But I, I think on the other side of the ball, you have a hungry ball hawk Cowboys defense who is willing to make turnovers. Talk about Michael Parsons and Leighton Vander Esch and. Um, uh, Trayvon Diggs, and there's this. There's so much you can talk about this this Dallas Cowboys defense, and offensively, they're they're skilled and talented as well. So, Nate, I I think that the Cowboys are going to get this win. Big crowd, Sunday Night Football, Jerry's World. Prescott finds a way to get it done. I'm taking the Cowboys this matchup over the Colts. Yeah, Pete, this is pretty much one of the easiest picks this week. I think the Cowboys are going to dominate them. You know. Uh, with the Colts' new coach Saturday, they've been playing a lot better and they're playing a lot more like Colts football. But even with, like you said, Matt Ryan, you can't rely on him, man. The age has caught him, and I have all love for Matty Ice. He did very well in the Falcons. I always was a fan of him, and I hope he can retire in peace. But uh, yeah, they're their offense isn't going to be good enough. Once the Cowboys start scoring, they're not going to be able to hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor. So I think it takes the ball away from the Colts a lot. I think it's like blowout. I think the Cowboys absolutely destroy them. So, yeah, Pete, that's my pick. I picked the Cowboys. Nate's taking the Cowboys in the matchup on Sunday night and your last game on the schedule, uh, NFC South, which will be the, the Saints and the Buccaneers. So – Nate, I, I think that the Buccaneers, as they're trying to edge out this division, they're playing at home. I think Tom Brady finds a way to 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 take down the Saints. And I know the Saints have always given the Bucs com- uh, competition in the past, but I think I think Tom Brady still still has feel in this tank, and I think he's able to get it done on Monday night, Nate. Yeah, Pete, I'm taking the Saints this matchup. I think the kryptonite of the Saints – for the Buccaneers right now. So I, right now, Brady's head is way out. And I don't know if you read, uh, I read reports that after this year, Brady wants to go back to new England uh, since he's, you know, he's, he had his little divorce saying, so he wants to go back home to new England and probably try and win one more chip than retire. But I don't know. I just, I can't trust the bucks anymore. I've taken the bucks all year in most of the matchups and they've let me down. And the Saints, there's quarterback controversy because Jameis Winston lost his job when he got hurt. But you know what? I'll take the Saints, Pete. I, this matchup is just terrible. So I'll just take the Saints. Nate's taking the Saints in an upset win, if you would. But no, Saints have always known to have a, a stellar a stellar defense in the past. And, you know, yeah, they lost to – the uh, Niners last week, but they only gave up. They only surrendered thirteen points. So, I, I, I think for a forty-five-year-old quarterback, man, it's it's crazy to see how he's still chugging. I mean, you don't see many quarterbacks of his caliber, other than like a Brett Favre, 
who played long seasons in the NFL still do it. And Brett Favre started playing football, and, and he was drafted in the 90s, the early 1990 was his first year in the league. And, you know, dude, dude has played – the dude played, what, 17, 18 years in the league and then some. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to see how Tom Brady is still able to do it. I mean, you look at these other quarterbacks like Big Ben. Obviously, Big Ben's had – yeah, Ben Roethlisberger is a bigger, much bigger in size quarterback, so it makes sense on why he went down early. But man, it's just it's just crazy to see and, and talk about that. So that is your NFL schedule for tomorrow and college football games for today. As we are now out of time, so be sure to watch your college football today uh, championship conference championship game weekend, and should be a good shape up for for what the college football playoffs going to be and next week we're going to talk about bowl matchups bowl game matchups and talk a little bit more about how the nfl playoff push is live and then we'll dive in with some more college uh excuse me dive in about the the our predictions for national championships in college football so again your chance to win two colts or excuse me two pacers tickets pacers versus the the Brooklyn Nets on December 10th. We're going to post a question. All you have to do is type in the first 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 person to answer correctly. We'll win the tickets. We'll send the tickets courtesy of the Money Shot Sports Podcast. So, again, it was how many college teams did Bear Bryant coach for? We're going to go ahead and post that. And first person to answer will get two Colts tickets courtesy of us. So, with that being said, well, thank everyone for listening to today's podcast. We appreciate you guys. And Nate, you want to lead us with anything? <laughs> USC what happened? Yeah, USC what happened? Yeah, that was a that was a heck of a game. So again, folks, thanks for you know we look forward to we look forward to seeing you guys, hearing from you guys next week on the My Shot Sport Podcast. Nate, you have a great day, my dude. We'll see you. You too, buddy. See ya. We would like to thank everyone for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to like us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram for more news and updates. We'll see you guys back here next weekend on the Money Shot Sports Podcast.